Welcome to Speak the Truth, a podcast devoted to giving biblical truth for educating, equipping, and encouraging the individual and local church in counseling and discipleship. Hello, hello, hello. We are back in studio here at Speak the Truth, and today is going to be a special day because you're not hearing, as you're used to hearing, Shauna and Jeremy. They're out of pocket today. Uh, My wife is on a writing retreat, and Jeremy uh, is not here. Uh, But I do have a special guest slash friend slash brother in the field with me, Peter Askew. Peter, how you doing? Good, Michael. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, it's a joy. Uh, Peter, if you could just uh, give us a little bit about yourself. How do you know this knucklehead? Hmm. And uh, man, how you got involved in biblical counseling? Yeah, so I, I kind of call myself the accidental counselor because, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I didn't set out to do it. My wife had taken a class and then she signed up for the ABC uh, certification um, training, but it was self-study and she wasn't getting very far. So I said, I'll do it with you, you know, just to help you get along. And then I'm stuck. Right. Yeah. Um, and then Shauna grabbed me and, you know, <laughs> there's no going back. So, um, so yeah, so that, you know, we, we counsel the truth renewed. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also, you know, established a ministry at our church, do the same thing. Uh, you know, obviously I have a full-time job, but, uh, yeah, I, I love it. And I, th- you know, I'm glad God called me to this. Yeah. It's, it's funny. You know, Peter says that, uh, accidental counselor, but what's interesting uh that he didn't really go into detail about but um we actually used to attend the same church together and uh we were involved in doing some ministry together and it was actually a result of that ministry that got him involved in biblical counseling but uh here's here's the cool thing on the back end of this though guys is um when peter and i and shauna and his wife jackie were kind of working through just um building a recovery ministry in the local church and it was really through that ministry that other things came out of that namely biblical counseling and it took a lot of time and actually they're running uh, a biblical counseling ministry out of their church and so we'll we'll definitely do some subsequent podcast on that uh we actually had um last i think it was last year we actually had uh andy swart um he was on a podcast with us and he talked about what does biblical counseling look like in an already established church and uh, what does it look like in creating that kind of culture? But it's been really great uh, walking with Peter and just seeing, as he said, just going from being accidentally involved in this to actually loving it. And uh, it's interesting. It seemed like you really got all of our hard cases. It was like, <laughs> as you kind of progressed in it a little bit, got a little experience, it was like the Lord just saw fit to give you the hard cases. Is he the Lord or Shauna? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The Lord used Shauna as, an, as, as a very persuasive instrument uh, to do it. But uh, And actually, um, the him and his wife, Jackie, uh, are actually involved in doing a lot of domestic abuse and they're advocates for domestic abuse. And we'll also be doing some uh, podcast on that, which will probably be later this year uh, because we're going to be going to an event uh, that will um, really be on, along those lines with domestic abuse and um, how do we walk with uh, the perpetrators, the men um, in those situations, especially in the church context. So um, be looking for that. Uh, again, you can email us at topics at speakthetruth.org. And uh, if you've got some topics that you'd like to talk about, uh, we'd be more than happy to uh, take a look at that and um, have those following subsequently. So at any rate, today, what we're going to get into, and the reason why I wanted you guys to, to meet Peter and have him on the podcast today is because really 
um, you know, we've started our biblical counseling certification training. Um, and if we've, I think we've said it a few times in the podcast before, but Speak the Truth um, is, you know, a podcast where obviously we provide uh, biblical truth in the local church and, and discipleship and counseling, but it's really um, around Truth Renewed uh, and ABC. And Truth Renewed is uh, the ministry my wife and I started, Shauna. And um, so through Truth Renewed, we've got all this stuff going on. We, we provide counseling in, in, in our community here locally for free. And then secondly, we offer uh, biblical counseling certification training as a training center for the Association of Biblical Counselors. And so we actually are currently in our certification training class. And this past Saturday, uh, we had our training and we talked about what, Peter? What did we talk about on Saturday? We talked about the gospel in counseling. <laughs> the gospel in counseling. The gospel in counseling is very much, it's funny. Uh, and Peter, I'd, I'd love to hear kind of your initial thoughts on this, but it's funny because typically when people hear about the gospel, they kind of reduce it to maybe the Romans road or um, just kind of give a, you know, a 20 second elevator pitch on the gospel, which that's, I mean, that's relevant and that's good, right? I mean, Romans 10 clearly says that and demonstrates that, but beyond that, which was really our purpose for this training and Saturday. And so that's what we wanted to talk about on that. So you want to, you want to launch us out on that, Peter? Sure. So I, you know, I, I think, uh, and we would agree on this, that the gospel obviously is um, where people start as believers, but yeah. we never go beyond that, right? right? We never graduate from need, needing Christ's sacrifice, his grace, the forgiveness. We don't we don't get stronger yep. where we can stand on our own two feet. Yep. We always need the gospel. And, I, and you know, that's, uh, you know, what we talked about Saturday was that concept and then how to bring that into the counseling room, how right. to apply the gospel to... Uh, these hard cases, right? Yeah. Uh, these hurting people, uh, people who come to us and are struggling with their own sin or sin of others or, or something. And, and how, how does the gospel apply? Yeah. Right? Uh, because it's not just something you did back then. Right. Um, but it's something that applies today. Yeah, that's that's good. And 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 really, um, it was funny when uh, Peter was teaching. He he kind of started the conversation with, uh, "What is a long tail?" <laughs> so uh, got in, some interesting responses. Yeah, there's not, not a lot of statisticians in our class, but uh, <laughs> um, so in statistics, the, if you look at a distribution graph, and a distribution graph is like kind of you know if you think back to math, right, in high school, a graph of things that happen, right, uh, maybe a function or something, and a, distri- a distribution graph is like if you take, uh, say, inventory at Walmart, right, uh, or at a grocery store, you're going to have, you know, a lot of of gallons of milk, right? right. So inventory-wise, there's a lot of those, but there's not so many, um, you know, certain types of hot sauces, right? right? You know, there's maybe just a few of those. And so your graph, you know, looks a certain way. Well, I guess we can't really do this on radio, but... Uh, <laughs> um, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. So, um, but... It, you know, the long tail is that long piece of the graph where things happen. You know, there's certainly inventory there or something like that, but it's not that often. Yeah, it's not right? very frequent. And so I use that to, to talk about how the, you know, where the, the, where everything happens, like the cartons of milk and stuff, that's everybody needs the initial gospel, right? right. Um, but then where counselors work is that long tail where not, where not everybody is going to use that particular piece of the gospel or, or, or how it's applied, right? right so right. people do- dealing with anxiety, right? You're going to have to apply the gospel in a certain uh, way 
right. to someone who's who's struggling with that, right? And so um, that's the long tail. And so I I use that as just kind of a, a visual to help counselors understand or these counselors to be where they operate, right? right. Everybody's got to know how to do the the Romans Road or you know the bridge illustration or something like that. Um, but not everybody's going to work at that long tail, and that's where counselors work. Right. Yeah. No, that's really good. And the and 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 really, uh, what what Peter's talking about with that long tail example, um, you know, he used the uh, grocery store uh, analogy with the hot sauce. Well, our hot sauce in counseling would be how do you present the gospel when people are suffering, mm. right? Mm. And and we 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 talked about that before in having a, a theology of suffering. And so, what is what is the what does the gospel presentation look like? What does that gospel conversation sound like when you're talking with somebody who is been sinned against um, very, very grossly, and let's say they, they're struggling with trauma, and there's you know there's certain implications along that. You're not presenting the high part of that tale. You know what I mean? Right. It's they've heard that, but it's how do you apply that? What in which ways is it being applied to their specific situation? What relevance does the gospel have to that? And that's where, as biblical counselors, it's certainly on us uh, to to learn how to use and understand the full scope of the gospel. Exactly, yeah. that's a good way to put it. So yeah, because yeah, I mean, you know, if if you just tell someone who comes in with an addiction issue that, um, you know. Jesus died for your sins, right? That's not that's not being very skillful with the gospel, right? Um, you know, I had another slide uh, when we were when I was teaching about uh, you know the that uh, puffer fish, you know that poisonous puffer fish, yeah. and, the, and the Japanese you know master chef, right? Ginsu, <laughs> yeah, and he's got to you know he's yeah. got to be real careful how he cuts it up, right? Otherwise, you know, he'll leave some poison on the meat and somebody's gonna die, right? Yeah, um, and and that's got to be us, right? We've to be very careful. We're not we're we're not a lumberjack with a big old axe just hacking at a tree. Yeah. We have to be very, very skillful in in taking the gospel and applying it because it is it is life, right? Yeah. It it draws us to Jesus Christ Himself. And so uh, we need to be very skillful with the word of God and and gently apply it and apply it in the right places and at the right times um, to to help people come closer to Christ. Yeah, no, that's good. And, and also, you know, when we talk about what is the gospel, well, you know, obviously we talk about a simple description of the gospel. The simple description of the gospel, obviously God loves you, sin separates you, and Jesus' substitutionary sacrifice that he died in our place, uh, which thus provided the forgiveness necessary, right, to appease God's wrath. Therefore, uh, it's done by salvation, uh, by faith in Christ. And then obviously there's that justification part of the gospel. And then there's the process, which really is the tale really of, of what we were talking about a moment ago. It's that sanctification process. It's that process of change that is wrought by the Holy Spirit. You know, we, we've talked in previous podcasts. Um, actually I think it's a podcast five, nine and 10, I think, um, where we talked about, you know, the, the Godhead in, uh, in counseling, you know, how is God the Father um, understood and applied in counseling? How is Christ the Son, which in this case, this is the reality we're talking about the gospel, but the sanctification is wrought by the work of the Spirit, um, you know, conforming us into the image of Christ. And so we can talk about those things so we can make those statements, right, those indicative realities, but 
on the back end of that is, okay, well, how does that apply? And that's really what we wanted to get into. And that was really the purpose of what we were talking about. Um, and so, Peter, you mentioned, um, you know, when we were training, there's the, 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 the simple realities of the gospel, but what are some simple corollaries to the gospel? Yeah. So I, I talked about corollaries and corollaries are things, uh, statements that you can draw from something that's already established or proved, right? If you're, again, we didn't have any statisticians, nor did we have any mathematicians, but if you think back to your geometry class, you did all these proofs, right? And that's that's what a corollary is, is you you have these proofs and then you can draw corollaries from that. And so, um, you know, basically from that, from that definition of the gospel that you gave, you know, some things that we can either, it's kind of a rephrasing, but it's also a corollary. So one is that, um, that you're a mess and God's not surprised. I'm a mess and God's not surprised by that. Yeah. Right? He doesn't go shock, you know, Peter messed up again. Right. Um, and so, and, and that can be helpful if applied at the right point to a, to a counselee. Right. right. Um, another one is that he loves you with all your mess. He doesn't love your mess. And he's going to work on changing that, but that's that conformity piece. Yeah, but but it's not like he's turned off. Yeah, right. Uh, another one is he doesn't just put up with you; he sent his son to die for you. Right. It's not that he's holding his nose, keeping you at arm's length, you know. But he sent his only son. He paid the the maximum price he could pay. Right. He he willed, withheld nothing from us. Um, and then another one that I that I we we see often. You probably do too. In in the counseling room, is that all your sins are forgiven, even the bad ones. Right. Yeah. People are, are pretty good. Oh, yeah, he, he forgives me. But this one might be too much. Yeah. You know, this one I can't get past because it's really bad. The golden calf of their sin. Whatever yeah, that and, is, and yeah. So, and so, but God forgives it all, right? Gr- grace abounds even more. Um, another one is that you can't work your way into God's good graces. Not just salvifically, but you can't, um, he, he can't love you more. Now he can be pleased with you or grieved, you know. But there's there's not the the sense that oh you're my favorite son and and Peter's uh, you know yeah. he's the yeah. the not so favorite right yeah yeah um, we don't he he doesn't play that partiality game does he no and so there's a lot of those types of statements that you can draw from the gospel that are truths that can be applied in different situations yeah that's good and one of the statements you made in the training it was good it said the gospel is evangelical not just evangelical. What's that? It's for believers as well as non-believers, right? Obviously, we we think about the gospel. Let Let me go tell the gospel to my neighbor or something like that. But the gospel is for believers as well, right? Again, we don't graduate beyond it. It is it is something that we need to keep front and center because it is like Paul says in, in Romans one, it is the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes, right? Yeah. And we don't get beyond it. Um, you know, first Corinthians fifteen, Paul starts talking about I, I'm gonna remind you of what's first importance, right? Yep. He's, he's writing to believers, right? Uh, he's writing to his brothers, uh, but he says, Hey, let me remind you of what's first importance, right? He doesn't say, Hey, we're past that. Let's go on to you know, these higher level things, right? Now, it's not talking about meat versus milk and, you know, um, but it's talking about the core of our faith that we, yeah. we don't we don't go beyond the need for that. Yeah. And, and here's the beautiful thing, just to, a side note on that, just to kind of put it in the vernacular of the local church. First Corinthians 15, one through four, you know, that you're you're talking about here is what, what Paul first what he delivered to them, he first received. What's that? That's the process of discipling, right? Um, what, how he was discipled with the gospel by Christ 
he's giving he's he's giving to those who are coming to Christ. And like you said, it's it's not just for a non-believer, right? It's it's for the believers. Like we need the gospel every single day. We've got to apply the gospel to ourselves every single day. And when we talk about what is what do you mean by applying the gospel every day? Applying the gospel every day is resting in, holding on to, seeking and holding fast to the promises that we have, you know, the benefits of the gospel, the cost that cost Christ, we actually reap the benefits of that cost. Now it costs us our life in terms of this world, but that that's the scope of what Peter was talking, or you know, what Paul was talking about there. And so just the fact that, because oftentimes we do become very one dimensional in terms of it's for the non-believer and it's just this go and get versus okay well you're in now and but all right well you are yeah you got the gospel you kind of talked about like that in fire insurance right yeah yeah so. and, and, and we get kind of the point okay i was saved by faith but now it's up to me you know um and we we continually have to go back to that we need a savior every day uh for eternity we will need him um, and that's the way it's supposed to be. That's not a indictment on humans. That's the way we are created, and that's the way God is. Yeah, that's good. And then you also, you know, brought up Galatians one six and seven. I'm not astonished that you are so quickly deserting Him who called you into grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another gospel, uh, but um, you know, he, he's getting after him because obviously, those of you who are familiar with the uh, um, the book of Galatians um, and just you know. The fact that there was there was some heretical thoughts going on in in the in the early church uh, in Galatia and, and what the gospel how the gospel was being presented with kind of Jesus plus rituals and different things that he was uh, getting on there and I think this is good too because in you know in the counseling room when we've got when we've got these counselees with us and we're we're trying to meet them where they are and their their issues uh, their struggles. They need the gospel, and oftentimes they don't have the correct gospel in view. Mm. So a lot of times we're, we're trying to realign or reorient them with the truth of this gospel, the gospel that Paul received, that we received, that we rest in, that we're in. So there's a lot of um, recycling the gospel, right? But it's uh, it's it's you, you know how it, how we're using it, how we're applying it to ourselves, recycling that, the reality, the truth, the experience of it, and giving that to other people. Yeah, and I would add to that to say sometimes they've got the wrong gospel, or sometimes they just forgotten right what right. the gospel yeah, is. That's right, that's good. You know, for, they've forgotten that God does love them. That you know, before while they were still enemies, Christ died for them. You know, that it's love, not that not that we love God, but that He loved us, um, and that is. That's the gospel, and that's what we need to remind each other. If I, I did a you know simple concordance search, and um, the word remember or remembering or remind mm. is used about 250 times um, in the Bible, right? And a lot of that, I mean, you look all over the Old Testament. You know, the whole book of Deuteronomy is remember. Remember what God's done for you. And then Paul talks about remind each other. You know, remember these things. And I and so a lot of times when you're sitting across from a counselee, they're a churchgoer, they're a believer, they know these things, but they've forgotten. And so we have to remind them and, and gently apply and say, hey, come back, you know, um, come back to Christ. Let's go together to the foot of the cross. Yeah. Um, it, so sometimes it's reorienting their view of the gospel, sometimes just reminding. Yeah. And I and I do think uh, that's good. And I think another part of that, too, um, kind of like this, um, I call it a gospel drift, 
in our lives, yeah. you know, a gospel drift of, you know, I mean, they're faithful believers. They go to church, you know, and they, they go to Bible studies and everything, but they're, but they're still not technically applying the truth of the gospel to their lives. It's not informing the things that they're doing. Yeah. There's a, there's an old hymn. Of course, I guess some people would be new because now praise bands are doing it, but there's a line that says prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. Right. Yeah. That are prone hearts, to leave the God I love. Yeah, yeah. Our hearts are, they're just, you know, it's that heart of flesh that we've got that is in the process of being transformed. And so, yeah, we, we do, we wander, we forget gospel drift. That's a cool term. So, yeah. And I just, it, it's funny because, you know, I, and I do, I, I think that's just, that's part of that drift in the same way that, you know, you get in the ocean, you're not anchored by anything. You drift by the power of the waves and, and you kind of have this sense of aimlessness where it's like, okay, you know, all right, one day, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian and I'm, I'm going to heaven and, you know, kind of, as we alluded to the, the, the fire assurance a moment ago, but they haven't really incorporated a life of the gospel mm. in their lives and, and what that looks like. And um, But at least in this part one, uh, what is the gospel and counseling? We wanted to just you know begin to have the conversation about uh, the reality of the gospel, the implications of the gospel. And then part two, we want to get into the gospel and counseling situations where we get a little bit more specific about, you know, okay, you, oh, that sounds great, Mike and, and Peter, but uh, what, what what is it? How would I, how would I use the gospel with you know this person or that person um, specific to their issues. So um, we're going to wrap up this part um, and stay tuned for part two. We'll see you next time.